It's the Rally the Valley podcast presented by Town Place Suites by Marriott. I'm your host, Jonah Goldberg, and we're joined this week by Sarah Hernandez. She's the Assistant Athletic Director for Marketing at UTRGV, and Sue Vodica. She's the Assistant Women's Soccer Coach at UTRGV. Sarah, we'll start with you. Thanks for joining us. Hi, Jonah. Thank you for having me. March is Women's History Month. What does Women's History Month mean to you? I think Women's History Month is an opportunity for us to honor and remember everybody who has paved our way for simple things, for example, voting, owning a home, even having a job. There are a lot of things that they are possible and we take them for granted when not even that long ago, maybe our grandmothers weren't able to do it, whether it's here or in other countries, like in my case, I was born and raised in Mexico. Just the opportunities that we have today are very different from the experiences that women that came before us had. Things have just been improving within your own lifetime. What's your journey been like? I started playing sports when I was about 10. But even then, people know me. I'm a big soccer fan. But I actually didn't play soccer growing up because the town that I grew up in, there weren't as many girls soccer teams. There were some girls that played it, but it was really hard to find a team. So that's why I ended up running track. I loved it. Don't get me wrong. It ended up being my first love. But that's how I ended up playing sports, but I definitely wanted to play something. And my parents were always helpful and eager to get me to try different things. And that's pretty much, long story short, one thing led to another. Ended up going to college at UTPA. And again, one thing led to another. And I ended up having a graduate assistantship at UTPA. And then we became UTRGV. And now I'm the assistant AD for marketing here. So it's been a long journey from the moment I decided to practice a sport to today. What kind of barriers have you faced in your career just from being a woman? I would say that sometimes they are self-imposed because of the way we are raised many times. And this doesn't mean anything directly my parents, for example, or people around me. It's just things are a little bit more challenging. There are some pre-imposed, I guess, opinions of what a woman can or cannot do. Playing a sport, you tend to be a little bit insecure about your body. You tend to be a little bit insecure about what people are going to think because you don't do certain things. You'd rather be playing sports, which is not something that every woman did, at least when I was a little girl. So I think those are some of the challenges. And I think sometimes just knowing that you have a place and that you belong where you are when you sometimes don't see as many women around you doing the things that you're doing. And I read recently that women do have a voice. It's not that we need to find it. But I think just being able to find yourself empowered and finding the people who are going to empower you to accomplish what you want professionally. In the NCAA, according to a demographic study they put out about a year ago, As of 2019, about 42% of those working in marketing and promotions like you do were female. When you hear that number, what's your reaction? Is that a good thing? Does that mean we're making progress or does it mean we have a way to go or both? I think we are making progress and it also makes me feel very lucky that I get to be one of those 42%, but lucky also because I know that's not the case in a lot of other areas. I don't think if you brought up those numbers maybe five or 10 years ago, those will be completely different. And I'd like to think that people like myself and people that I'm surrounded with, women like myself and women that I'm surrounded with, are also paving the way for more women to, again, feel empowered to take these positions and run with them. When you were a graduate assistant years ago, the database says that it was around 40% Mm -hmm. of graduate assistants were female, but you were a graduate assistant, you weren't in marketing, you were in sports information. So let's, and we break that out and just look at sports information directors, the number was about 12 to 13%. That's crazy. I'm shocked to learn that. I (laughs) honestly had no idea that it was that lopsided. So you've broken through some serious barriers to get to where it is you are. While you've been making that journey, have you ever thought about that, that you've been accomplishing that as a woman? 
I think that very often, and not only as personal accomplishment, but also, again, how grateful I am to be surrounded by people who were willing to give me that opportunity and to look beyond, I guess, my sex or gender. But maybe had I been in a different situation or in a different institution, I wouldn't have given that opportunity. You were my supervisor when I was at GA. So people like you, people like the leadership back then and the leadership that we continue having that has made an effort to give people an opportunity because of their talent or because of their commitment or because of their potential even. And what those young people can become if you invest a little bit of time and guidance and resources to help them develop. So yeah, it makes me feel very grateful and also very proud because it hasn't been easy not only just knowing that you're one of the few, has a little bit of stigma on it and think it makes you want to prove yourself sometimes, but it's also easy to get caught up on that. The way we should approach it is you just do your job and do the best that you can and things happen or should happen. And I'm lucky that has been rewarded where if I had been somewhere else, maybe it wouldn't have. You have a number of direct reports, a couple of full-timers, and then a battalion of interns, a number of whom are female. What kind of conversations do you have with them? When I was younger, having women who were my leaders, I could look up to even if they weren't in the same department. Um, We've always had that here, even if it's not the same number, right? Because that's still something that's happening across the board everywhere, where leadership positions are usually male-dominated. But just having women that I can look up to, that helped me. And I'm hoping that maybe some of those interns or direct reports, like you mentioned, can look at myself and other women in our department and be like, hey, I can get to that point. And it's not the end. Who knows where I'm going to be in one, two, three, five, ten years. And hopefully by developing those relationships with those interns and younger professionals, they can continue to see the pattern and hopefully that they can not only follow it, but they even go beyond it and learn that it doesn't matter your sex, your ethnicity, how you were brought up or whether you come from a wealthy family or not. You really can do anything if you can put the work on it and if you find the right people who can support you. Sarah Hernandez, Assistant Athletic Director for Marketing. Thanks for joining us. Thanks, Jonah. Thanks for having me. The Rally of the Valley podcast presented by Town Play Suites by Marriott rolls on. We're now joined by UTRGB women's soccer assistant coach Sue Vodica. Coach, thanks for joining us. Jonah, it's an honor to be here. Thank you. So March is Women's History Month. What does Women's History Month mean to you? Well, I'm going to be honest with you. One of my first memories as being a college student athlete was getting to be in one of the very first women and girls in sports days. Peggy Fleming was the feature speaker and my coach picked me to go down there, went to a school in George Mason, which is right near the nation's capital was the first one they had and being a part of it and being like, wow, this is awesome. When I was eight years old, I was really wanted to play baseball. I had a great arm. I could feel, could bat, left-handed, bonnet, drag bond, all that kind of good stuff. Couldn't play because I was female. Moved from California to Virginia and wanted to play soccer. And same kind of thing. I was eight years old on an under-16 team because that's all they had. So let's look back at all our successes. It's been a long road for sure, but we've made strides. When I coach my under-11 team here and I think about the coaching level they're getting, all the experiences they're getting is something that I didn't get until I was much older. We've come a long way, baby, as the uh, saying goes, and always more to go. But to me, this is a month of reflection on we have come far. Can't stop pushing. So what do you need to push for now? I just don't think there's enough female soccer coaches in the game. I look at the club level for sure. Most of the times I go to a game, I am the only female coach. I've coached in lots of states and I'm probably, almost every time I go on the field, I'm the only 
female club coach. So I like to mentor, bring them along as assistants. I'm always trying to bring some of our UTRTV players who are interested in that. Come out to my club practice. I'll let you do some stuff. Let's get you going. How can I help you on your path? One of my favorite stories is Erica Walsh, who's the head coach at Penn State University. And she said this actually on a podcast. She remembered this. She was a player at, and I was an assistant at William Mary and I took her, I was going to get my seat license. And I said to her, hey man, it's up near you. The seat license, I'm taking something near you in Pennsylvania. Why don't you take it? I said, what do you mean? I said, I think you're going to be a great coach one day. She took it with me. Of course, she excelled. What a surprise. But she didn't really go into coaching right away. She went into some other stuff. Kind of path was a little meandering. But she remembered that moment. And that's what I try and do. I try to make sure that I speak into those who I think want to pursue this and support them as much as I can. Keep pushing. So keep pushing the barriers. That's kind of what I try to do. I can only do my circle. I'm not the world beater. There are people out there who are world beaters. God bless them and I support them. But I am the person who only in my circle and the world that I see and the people that I meet and I connect with, how can I support them? That's what I try to do. 27% of assistant coaches and 24% of head coaches across all sports in division one were female. And the numbers probably drop when you start to look at if you were to break them out sport by sport. How do you encourage more women to go into coaching and why do you think that more don't the amount of money you get paid to coach the amount of work you put in and the amount of time there's never a day off it's 24 7 365 so if you're trying to raise a family it's a difficult situation to be in like how do you balance it and i think that a lot of my friends have struggled with that i think it's also opportunity a lot of ADs are male. There's a big saying, if you can see it, you can become it. How many female head coaches are there? It's kind of one, putting people in positions where they can be successful, supporting them, making sure that they are successful, and then making sure that we provide opportunities. And I think opportunities for growth. So if you see a young female who you think has potential, pay for them to go to the convention, help get them get in these programs that are going to support them and mentor them to be successful. So I think it's really mentoring them and come alongside because I think it's a very tough, tough thing. And people don't realize all that goes into it. It's 24, seven, 365, equipping them to do those things, supporting them as they do those things. And I think they'll make a big difference. What are your conversations and relationships like with other female coaches, whether within your own sport or possibly other sports? I went to the FIFA Women's World Cup in 2019 with a coaches education group that was all female. It's the first all female coaches education group to go across the pond, so to speak. And it was phenomenal. As a matter of fact, we've been texting since then. You're talking it's two years later. We're still text. We got a text day from one of our colleagues. He was in Costa Rica sending us a picture. We've stayed in touch. And one of the things that was really empowering about that is learning that we're not alone. When you're a female head coach, you often feel alone. I can tell you when I was a head coach, I would walk out and I had a male assistant and a referees without fail would go to him for the lineup card. Go to him without fail every time over 11 years because they thought he was the head coach. It wears on you half the time. So being on this coaching thing and finding out that other people felt the same thing and coming alongside each other and we text to encourage each other. One of our colleagues just got her first head coaching win at division one. Yes, way to go. We've got you. We watched the game. That was awesome, right? For me, that networking thing has been so important because the opportunities for women to come alongside each other, a few of you, when you go to conventions, it's now we now have a women's advocacy group. It used to not be that way. I walked in the convention when I first time and I looked around, was how many females were there? Not very many. Now they're growing the numbers. So I think the biggest thing to do is just keep helping each other along the road, networking, that kind of stuff. I think it's also these professional groups and advocacy groups are big. What's it like mentoring young women on these soccer teams? What I enjoy most about it is I think that the greatest thing about athletics, and I think any coach will say this, is being a part of, of people in a very influential part of their lives. So one of the things I've done in the past, I've paid for people's United Soccer Coaches membership. I've paid for people to be a part of a clinic, anything I can do. So coming alongside these young women and making sure that I speak with them and talk with them about what their dreams are and then helping them achieve it. And I think it's just being that voice 
that said, I've been where you've been. I remember how hard it is. And just, I'm here. I got you. You're going to take a step forward. You're going to come back. You're going to take another step forward. You're going to come back. And I'm here and I believe in you. And I'm not going to stop believing in you. And when you butt against the wall, I butt against that glass ceiling. I'm still going to stand here and say, you can do it. You can be it. And that's what I think is important is making sure that they know that you're empowering them, that you believe in them and that it doesn't matter. They're going to fall. They're going to fail. They're going to take missteps. It's okay. You've got them. And that because now you can say, yeah, you can be a women's GM of a baseball team. Who would have thought that when I was a kid? Remember, I couldn't even play baseball when I was eight years old. They wouldn't let women play, right? Girls play. And now we got a women GM. That inspires someone. How about professional women's hockey league? This is what we got to do. Put them out there, support them. I hope you do the same for your daughter. Absolutely. I've told her over and over again that she can do anything she wants to do. And sometimes when she watches sports, she'll say, oh, so this sport's for girls and this sport's for boys. I was like, no, 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 no. This sport's for anybody who wants to play it. If you want to play the sport, this one's for you. That's right. That's more true than it ever was before. And that's what's awesome about that. That's what's awesome. She's growing up in a world where that is very true. You'd be happy to know that she really likes baseball. And it's funny is I turned on softball one day, the Women's College World Series. She's looking at it and she says, where's the baseball? She wants to play baseball. So I said, hey, if that's what you want. We will find a way to make it happen. And you know what? It can happen now. It has happened. And that's what's amazing to me. Like, that's what I enjoy. Again, what you just tell your daughter is exactly right. You can be anything you want to be. We can make it happen. You got to have the courage. You got to have the guts. You got to go out there and do it. But we can make it happen. Well, those are really inspiring words. Coach Sue Vodica of the UTRG women's soccer team. Thanks so much for joining us. Joan, I appreciate it. Thank you very much. Wish you and your family the best. V's up. This has been the Rally of the Valley podcast presented by Town Place Suites by Marriott. To check out archived episodes, visit goutrgv.com slash podcast.